people, welcome to Behavior and Bullshit, where we talk about behavior in all types of ways that relates back to real life. We are your hosts, Lauren, the pop culture analyst, and Rachel, the Calabama behavior analyst. And we are so excited for today's Valentine's theme episode. What are the odds that it lands on Valentine's Day? Obviously, today is not Valentine's Day, but when you're listening to this- Release day. Release day is valentine's day and this episode has been in the works for far too long but we finally got our shit together and it lined up with valentine's day and it's perfect so without further ado we would like to introduce our special guest for today's episode y'all know her as the behavior shorty the dating behavior guru i'm gonna say it i'm gonna say it because your shit's fire when it comes to behavioral dating content carolyn welcome to the show Hello. We're so excited. Excited to be here finally. I know. <laughs> it's been a while. It's, it's been, been a while. while. We've been talking about it. We've been talking about it for like all of the months. Um, yeah. But today, what a wonderful like culmination of events. The um what do they call it? The after the altar of Love is Blind dropped on Friday. And we've all been talking about Love is Blind. I don't even remember when it came out originally, like the original. Like three months ago or something, right? Like the original, like first season? Not the oh, first season, but the most oh. recent season. Oh. I think it came out like three months ago or something. Yeah. Yeah. Something around around there. Yeah. What I, what I do know is that they filmed all of them like back to back to back to back. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they could just like spit them all out, um, which is smart. Smart. Also bizarre as a watcher. As a watcher, yes. And I know that we'll get into it. It just, when you talk about Love is Blind, I think it was season two um, or the, is this this season three? Season four. So the season last time, whatever the previous season was, um, it's spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen that season. That's not the season we're going to talk about. But when you see Deep T lay it into Shake Shack, um, <laughs> Wait, no, this was the third season. Okay, so the second season, season, season two. Wait, so oh, season two, it's, yeah. and like she like laid into him. It's funny when so-and-so, we'll talk about it, yeah. does the same thing. And like people were like, oh, well, she just did that because the Deep Deep was like, no, she couldn't have. She, yeah, she never she could not have because of it hadn't, when it, she got to that moment, it, it had not had aired. aired. Right. But. So it's funny how people take this experience of love is blind i guess we should go over for the for our listeners that don't understand what that is because yeah also they must have covid because they don't have taste (laughs) i've been saying that for like the last couple of days (laughs) my gosh (laughs) yes us the connoisseurs of reality television we are gonna criticize people for not having taste for watching this bullshit i am three-fourths of the way through a mimosa guys so strap on oh not strap on (laughs) strap in because we're going in guys with no lube anyway okay raw dogging it wow listen i don't i didn't take my meds today i'm raw dogging trying to function raw dog in life yeah <laughs> all right so what is love is blind folks 
Who wants oh. to who wants to go into it, Carolyn? You want to answer the question? Yeah, I mean, it's a Tell reality show. It. Let me try my best explanation of it. So it's a reality show where a bunch of people who are lonely and wanting to find a husband. Me. <laughs> decide to Not go lonely. <laughs> and they're in these pods where they can't see the other person, but they talk for like two days. Well, I think in reality it's like a week. And then they decide that, you know, if that's the person they want to be with, and then they get engaged without even seeing each other. And then mm-hmm. after they finally see each other is when either things happen that are happy or shit hits the fan. Right, (laughs) and really it's like can you make this connection with a person without that stereotypical without not stereotypical but like that's based on the superficial i would say superficial seeing their face the um shallow i guess you could say in In the age of tinder and all of these swiping apps um where it is just it's pretty superficial because you're like, do I like the look of this person? No. Boom. Swipe left. Um, you don't get to know their personality. So like within these pods, you have a chance to like get to know more about that person, I guess. Yeah. It's like, you know, do you guys remember? I, I know where I'm dating ourselves as millennials. Do you remember that reality show, like Mr. Personality with like Monica Lewinsky was a host? Do you remember that? Wait, from, like, no. It sounds what? familiar. It's Monica sounds- Lewinsky yeah, was, she was the, the host. And it was like all the guys wore masks and the girl had to like choose the guy based on his personality, not based on his looks. I do remember, I think we talked about this, the, um, uh, not Millionaire Matchmaker, although that was a good Joe show. Joe Millionaire. Is Joe what Millionaire. We talked about. Joe um, Millionaire. I've never one. heard of this Monica Lewinsky it's show. Sure. It's called Mr. So that's like, so Love and Fun is not like a new concept because they did that before. Wait, is it Mr. Okay. Personality? Yes, it was on Fox in 2003. 20 years ago? Yeah. And these Amazing. people were actually posted by Monica Lewinsky. <gasps> there were five and- episodes. I'm on Wikipedia. I really want to know. Who in that executive room was like, you know, who'd be a good host for this show? Monica, Monica Lewinsky. Listen. And you know what? She is a good host for that show. Good for you, Monica Lewinsky. Doing what you got to do to get through my life. I'm, on, I'm always on Monica Lewinsky's side, no matter yeah. what. I don't give a shit. Since but- the series end, several producers and contestants have voiced their regret over Mr. Personality. That's the last bit of the blurb of this show. But like that makes me want to watch it. <laughs> I wonder if you can probably find it on YouTube. Oh, I'm sure. But like love I'm is sure. blind is just the same concept. Right, not, right, right. You're not meeting someone based on their looks. And I think about like, okay, so like the dating apps, when I was on the dating apps, right? Mm-hmm. I call them the endless preference assessments because it's like swipe, swipe, swipe. Yep. You're like, oh, well, I can find someone better. I can find someone better. But you know, with love is blind. It's like you only got a certain amount of guys and you have to really base it on like who you're going to pick based on if you have shares the same values and the same goals. Um, and then you see each other in real life. And it's like interesting because like when they see each other, it's like they're super attracted to each other. Or they're or, not. Yeah. They're not. And here's the thing. Like I had a thought and I lost it. But oh, um, no. no, but like uh, my experience on dating apps is like, sure, I can make a connection. We can have some really good back and forth verbal behavior through text messages. That doesn't necessarily translate into like we connect in person mm-hmm. in real mm-hmm. life. So, 
For sure. For sure. That's why I'm still single. So I was on dating apps with dating, like when Tinder, like, like the first few months of like Tinder and Bumble, like that's when I was on them. And then, um, well, we can blame Kevin. Kevin. We can blame Kevin. Blame Kevin for everything. We always blame Kevin for everything. Yeah. We're going to have a segment. Blame Kevin. That should Um, be a segment. (laughs) (laughs) I started the dating apps, uh, last year was like my first time on them because my mm-hmm. ex-husband and I met like right when Tinder was coming out but we met at a bar so like when and oh the old-fashioned way the old-fashioned right. way the whole right. coming up to me and approaching me like hey how's it going you know oh snap um this is when I was like 24 right so 10 years ago oh my god um now I think about it and uh yeah so this is like way before him so when I got on the dating apps after my divorce I'm like what is this shit like I like it I'll tell you what it is. Horrible. It's bullshit. Yeah. So many bad behaviors being reinforced. The Yeah. For me, eight years ago, Lauren. So you have to think back to the eight years ago, 23-year-old Lauren. Um, I thought it was great. <laughs> Lauren 40 hands. <laughs> you know, exactly. <laughs> Honestly, like I was like, you're right. It's an endless preface assessment of like, ooh, ooh. It's a single stimulus preference assessment. It is. Yes. And like, you know, like sometimes like you linger a little bit longer. Yeah. You, you, you read the, actually the... read the profile. Mm-hmm. If there you is engage, words. Right. You know, Double like um, you give, you have more response effort to the people mm-hmm. that you find attractive. So when it came to Love is Blind, I was like, I, I personally, if I weren't married, if Kevin died, could never, would never. I will be honest. I may not be the beautiful specimen that I once was because I look like this right now. <laughs> but I'm picky and I don't want someone that I'm not sexually and physically attracted to. I don't I think I could that. I don't think I could could deal with that. Um, yeah. I agree with that a hundred percent. You know, that's like, an you important have, like that's yeah. a value to me. And it's yeah. just like I need to I you know, when we're talking about relationships and stuff, like one of the main components, like we're adults, like is sex. Yep. And if if I'm not sexually attracted to you, when sex is such a big part of a lifelong relationship, I'm sorry. Like, I don't want to. Yeah. What is your little tiny pee pee? Like, I don't want to be around that. If I don't know. <laughs> I would know if I didn't want to see someone again after like meeting them on Tinder in, in person yeah. because you know, small it's not there. Oh. Or <laughs> I meant because like that spark is not there, and you meant because you got a small pee pee, so literally not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I didn't know Kevin had. I'm gonna say it. I didn't know Kevin had a big pee pee till the second date. <laughs> <laughs> you dated. Oh my gosh! Because <laughs> the first day he took me rock climbing, and you really can't pull it out there. That'd be weird. Yeah, he'd be put on the list. <laughs> he'd be put on the list, but then the second date, he took me. He made me steak. Wow. Okay. Oh wow, that's a. There you have you it. Know. There, you, there go. you have it, folks. There you have it. So, you know, and, and when you meet someone off an, off apps, like I think the response effort of like talking to them, like you got to talk to them on the apps first. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then you choose to maybe exchange phone numbers or WhatsApp, Kick at the time, you know, whatever it was that you exchanged. Whatever the kids are using. Whatever the kids days. are using, Snapchats, whatever. However, and, you know, what? snap if somebody's like what's your snap like that oh no that's that's the first like line of communication after an app like 
especially on Tinder, because you can't send pictures on Tinder. So they're like, oh, let's exchange snaps immediately. And then you can suss out good dick, bad dick. Well, okay. Data. 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 But, you know, like, so when there's that response effort of having to text and having to talk, like, what is important to you, you know? If you're a big texter, and this is the first interaction that you're having with this person other than, um, you know, not even other than, like, this is the first interaction you're having with this person, contrary to what Love is Blind is, which is talking all of the time. If you're not getting that quick response... To some people, that's a red flag. I've, I'm a part of a f- couple of Facebook groups. Um, are we dating the same guy, Boston? Are we dating the same guy, oh, Denver? Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. funny for me. Like, no, Kevin's never going to come up on there. But I'm just trying to see, like, do I what? know anyone? Here? Yeah. <laughs> What's the team? My, Wait, one of my friends. Facebook groups like that? Yeah. Yes. One of my friends oh, has tried to gosh. invite me to one um, for, like, Atlanta. And yeah. I'm just, like, I'm not on Facebook enough. And I'm, like, l- listen, dating is miserable enough. I don't. Oh, so many people are like, after being in this group, like I'm giving up on dating. Right. But like, it's like you wanna... have this permanent product of behavior of these people. Cause it is, I'm sure that there's women out there that are do the same thing, but of these people yeah. that um, engage in like this kind of behavior. And mm-hmm. some people are like, what are your red flags? People are like people that don't respond quickly in text message. And I'm like, first of all, sometimes I will look at a text message and just be like, I'll get back to that in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And then three days later, you're like, oh, three shit. days later. But then, like later. with that too, there's got to be that rule, right? So, like, my boyfriend, I met on Hinge, mm-hmm. and first of all, let me just commend him because a lot of the Hinge like profiles I've seen was like the same old, same old shit, right? But my boyfriend yeah. took the time to like answer the questions and like made himself interesting. And I'm like, oh shit, he can solve a Rubik's cube in less than a minute. Like that's really fucking cool. Like, you know, so amazing. Yeah. Is there like there must be a system to solving a Rubik's cube in under a minute? You know, I don't know. I there but is. like amazing. But that's what made him interesting. And then um, you know, my boyfriend works in news, so he's a sportscaster. So um he tells me, like, when we first started dating, he's like, hey, listen, there's going to be days where I don't get back to you for, like, seven hours because I'm, like, reporting doing and I'm filming yeah. and I'm doing shit. And I'm like, it's fine. But he would always text me when he got home from work. Yep. And, like, what I liked is, like, you know, because for me, texting is so, like, I get so anxious with texting, yeah. especially when I feel like I have to respond right away or, like, if you get into the – because, like, behaviors get reinforced, right? Mm-hmm. So when there's that instant – you know, texting back. And then I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's the expectation now is we have to text back. And like, we work in the field of behavior analysis. We're with clients for three hours at a time. Like I can't whip out my phone and just text when my kids like watching Pokemon. Like I can't, yeah. do, you know? So right. we got focus mode on. But what I liked about me and my boyfriend with our initial like first couple months together, and we still do this is like intentional texting. Like he'll, you know, he would text me like paragraphs like four texts in a row of paragraphs. And then like, you know, I would respond when I could. So it wasn't like back and forth, back and forth. It right. was like intentional. And I'm like, okay, that's when I knew he was serious. Yeah. I like that. I like and then that a he lot. He could solve the Rubik's cube in less than a minute. And I was like, well, damn, damn, you're real. <laughs> damn, we're done here. But you're yeah, I'm a communicator mean- and you're smart. Yeah. Oh. And communicating that like there's going to be times where I'm not communicating because X, Y, and Z, not just right. Like, and right. then following exactly. through on that. That's yeah. important. It's, yeah, it's I've fun. had yes, Follow I've through. had instances where like you know I I get it. I'm busy. I understand there are times where I won't respond for a while. 
one, because either I'm busy and two, lately it's because I absolutely have forgotten. Right. <laughs> like, especially the last couple of weeks have been so busy that I'm just like, oh shit, I didn't respond to this person. Um, and that person could be like Lauren or <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yes um, to what you were but saying. But I've, I've had instances where like a dude will just vanish and I'm like, okay, I understand life is life things happen you know we haven't been like chatting maybe we've had one instance where i like met a guy in person and we had been chatting for a while and he just kind of like vanished a couple of days in a row like we'd been talking 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 the latency between responses was not long and then mm -hmm. boom at like you know middle of the afternoon he'd ghost until the next morning and i'm just like yeah. right then the excuse would be something along the lines of like oh well i had some really I had some shit go down with my roommate or whatever. I'm just like, okay. Right. So you're ghosting and then there's you fighting with somebody about some bullshit. Uh, right. Wait, I have and, my and when do we call the latency of ghosting? You know what I mean? I would say more than, um, I've talked to my brother about this when I was in my hot girl summer and I was like stressing out my older brother, Phil, he's been with his wife, you know, okay. Interesting story about my brother and his wife. I have to say this. So they, <laughs> call they, him have, out. The same, they have the same birthday. They were both born October 15th, 1986. Same hospital, same doctor. They didn't meet until they were 30 on OkCupid. But they had what? the same schools, like grew up in the oh same town. Were they in the same nursery? What the hell? They, they must have been. They were at like the same preschool too. Yeah. That's bonkers. Insane. Yeah. So I like asked my brother, you know, my brother, I'm like, okay, listen, like what is the, like, what is the latency before I realize the guy's ghosting? And Phil always would say, like, if he wants to talk to you, he's going to talk to you. Yeah. yeah. That's and what Kevin like, has said, too. He's like, sometimes I would put, like, his wife on ice in the beginning because he didn't want to come off as too eager. But, like, he wouldn't go more than a day. No. Yeah. Right. Kevin had said that to me, too, when I first, like, because Kevin, similarly to to your boyfriend, Carolyn, he... Mm -hmm he worked like a night shift. So sometimes like, sometimes it was third shift. Sometimes it was second shift. Like, so he would work like a long time, sometimes randomly in the middle of the day, sometimes at night and he'd be like, I'm, I'm working, but like, I want to talk to you. So when we swiped right on each other in the beginning of October, you know, it didn't take, it, it took us a while till like November to start talking, but he's like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm effort, I'm an effort for effort kind of person. Mm -hmm. If you put the effort into talking to me, I'm going to put the effort into talking to you. If I care about you, if I care about you. And he was very honest with me. He's like, if I care about like who you are and like what, like mm -hmm. what you're about and I want to spend time with you, I'm going to give that effort to want to be with you. And yeah. that's a big thing. Like, I, I think a Behavior lot of your um, goes where reinforcement flows. Exactly. 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 And, you know, I see it in a lot of these Facebook groups, like women that are like, oh, it's like, is it a red flag that he doesn't like talk to me, that he doesn't do this, that he doesn't do that. It's like, if he shows you, and it's not just he, if they, a person, show you who they are and that they're Save not them. giving you the effort that you as another human needs. And they're not meeting your love language in a, in a sense, mm. you know, you can talk about these things and all of that, but if they're not doing the things Hold that on. is important to you, yeah, no, you can okay. suss that out. Yeah. So I actually have a story. So I know Lauren, you're big on big brother. Love it. Okay. <gasps> oh so my God. I think I know this story. I think you said, me... so you know, Brett. Yeah, of course. So Netflix so the, the circle. Yeah, so he grew up in the town next to me. He went to like one of our rival high schools. And actually I live in that town now. 
He lives like five minutes down. Like he grew up five minutes down the street from my. I knew he was from New England. I He's knew from it. Montville, Connecticut. Okay. I live in right now, but I grew up in Norwich, which is like right next door. Yep. Um, so, anyways, I was on Hinge and I matched with this guy who had Brett in his like pictures. Oh. And this guy was from Montville, and um, he like messaged me. He's like, "Hey, I know you," and I'm like you do he's like yeah like because this guy used to work at stop and shop with my best friend curtis and like he knew a lot of people i went to high school with and so i'm like oh but he like knows brett so i'm like okay and i'm like texting my friends i'm like hey do you guys know this guy um my friend that went to high school with him she's like oh yeah he's really funny and i talked to my friend curtis oh yeah he's really funny and i'm like okay so we set up a date he completely flaked on me (gasps) And then, like, two days later, texted me, like, hey, so when are you free for that date? And I'm like, are you going to flake on me this time? Oh. He's like, no, I promise. And I'm like, okay. Never followed up. Two weeks after that, he texted me and said, hey, hey you so what are you doing tonight? And I'm oh my like, God. Um, no. I was like, no, I'm sorry. Absolutely not. No. I don't care that you're friends with Brett from Big Brother. Like, don't use that as your, like. Truly. Here's, here's the thing. I do care that you're friends with Brett from Big Brother because that tells me who you surround yourself exactly. with. Exactly. Boom. Point That's really what it is. It's like, listen, guy, enough people on my roster that you're not the only person that I'm talking to. So if you're not going to give me the behavior to reinforce my behavior of talking to you, I don't need, I don't need this. Go, go, go. Bye-bye. 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 Enough Bye-bye. people on my roster. I think honestly. a few weeks later is what I football met. team. A few weeks later is when I met my boyfriend, but like, you know, for me, I think when we did our live a few months ago, like my bullshit radar is so high because I'm very mm-hmm. open on my behavior shorty page. Like my previous relationship was with a narcissist and just dealing with that aftermath, like, you know, me trying to find love again, like I have high expectations. Absolutely. When a lot of my behaviors were punished in the past, like expressing myself, like the, that yeah. was punished. Yep. You know, when you're not getting non-conditional reinforcement, like not being called you're beautiful, not being told I love you unless it was in the love bombing phase, you yeah. know, like a lot of that being withheld for me. Now it's like when I'm in a relationship, like I need more of that, yeah. yep. maybe more than the average person. But like I knew when I was like going through guys and dating them, I'm like, if you can't provide me with that extra reinforcement, because I know that I'm still healing, goodbye. Yeah. And here's the thing too, like there's no right or wrong answer about what you need in a relationship. It is just like when we're working with our clients, it's on an individual basis. What you prefer is what you prefer. And it's your values of the the relationship. Yeah. And it's very important to make sure that you find someone that not only portrays those values, but respects those values. Cause you could love someone that doesn't portray those values. But if you explain like, this is what I need from you. Yeah. And, and then you grow around. with those yeah. people. Like Somebody that's important. Open to that feedback of like, this exactly. is what I need. Open, um, open to feedback and open to when you put up a boundary, mm-hmm. accepting that boundary mm-hmm. and continuing on. And like, cause you, I feel as though if you give a man a boundary, it's like if you give a mouse a cookie, Mm-hmm. You yeah. give a man a boundary, how he, not even just a man, if you give a person a boundary, how they respond to that boundary is what you're going to always get. So if you say exactly. like, hey, I don't want to fuck you until we have, you know, a month of dating. If they're mm-hmm. like, well, fuck you. I don't want to deal with you. I'm like, okay, bye. Okay, cool. Yeah. You've shown me you, who you, you show me who you are. And if you're exactly. like, and if you're like, hey, I do not want to have sex until we are a month in. 
and they respond with, sure, that, that mm-hmm. makes sense. You're yeah, going to put more effort into that person yeah. that respects your values. My one boundary has to do with like the trauma that I experienced in my previous relationship is just mm-hmm. because like I was, my relationship was so controlling that for me, it's like when I moved back to Connecticut, I just, I finally have control of my life and I finally have independence. So it's really important to me that I have that independence and I have that space. So for me, like one of the big boundaries that I set in the beginning of my relationship with my boyfriend now is like, I need my space. So, you know, granted I'm here, I've been here for like three days, (laughs) you know, I know that I'm going home today and I'm I'm having like three days at home um, because I need, well, that sounds really bad. I (laughs) do spend a lot of time out, but like, I need my space, you know, I'm not the type that wants to hang out every day because I know that I don't want to fall into that. um, And it's nothing as my boyfriend, you know, he's wonderful. It's just, we respect that boundary of like, we need our space. That's how we're going to grow as individuals. Um, you know, one thing too, that I'm actually realizing is like, um, you know, how soon do we want to like, you know, I want to move at my own pace, right? Right. How soon do you like move in with somebody? Yeah. Well, not anytime soon. I want to like, you know, for me, I don't know. I'm like, maybe I'll do what my, um, my best friend and her husband did. They moved in together when they got married. Yeah, mm-hmm. or you could be like Matt and Colleen and be married for a year and a half and still and have not lived together. together. Yeah. Um, anyway, shall we jump into Love is Blind? Yeah. I feel as though it's time. Yeah, yeah. We've gotten some good information about all of us as our I think it's very important to have the background knowledge of who we are in our dating styles yeah. before <laughs> we talk about this show. Yeah. Um, so let's dive in. Let's dive in. Okay. Not like Juliet. Okay. Before we dive in, what would you call... So they call it an experiment. Mm-hmm. What experimental design... Is this a multiple baseline? I would think so. I would think so as well. Multiple baseline. Concurrent yeah, or non-concurrent? I mean, I don't know. Exper- remember remember my reel that I posted the other day? I don't know experimental design. But yeah, Rachel, you're talking about experimental design as if you know <laughs> that I know what you're talking about. Like, we've talked about how I don't know what you're talking know, about. I'm and the st- fact that you said these words, I'm like, have you been studying without me? Like- I haven't. I haven't. I just remember. <laughs> I would say multiple baseline. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I remember off top of my Reversal head. is really the only one I know. I'm just going on with what Carol well, said. Yeah. I don't think multiple baseline, baseline because they're trying to determine with different individuals mm-hmm. how this is going to work. Yeah. Like if you watch um, Married at First Sight. Oh, yeah. How many of the couples are still together? They have the data, right? So like, you know, taking that baseline of what's going to work in this experiment. I would love to see the write-up of the paper of this because I don't think a lot of couples are still together. From Love is Blind. Blind. There was um, Lauren and Cameron from the first season is the only one that I can remember. And then the... um, uh Cole wait Barnett and um Amber Amber and then I'll be honest anyone from season two I don't remember their names except for Sheena and Shane Shana and Shane but they're not together obviously yeah I I don't think anyone from season two is together anymore the only holdouts were Ayana and and yes and they just recently got divorced not too long ago they were on um they were the bartenders on Watch What Happens Live not too long ago. And I'm like, why? Oh, that's so random. I yeah. know. I don't remember her husband's name. That's bad. But yeah, they're after the altar. Like, basically, everybody had already broken up. And 
I feel like Matt and Colleen are next. Probably. To be quite yeah. honest. As a survivor yeah. of domestic violence myself, all mm-hmm. the signs are there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the behaviors are there. Yeah. I'm overcompensating. If you saw the after the altar with her like nitpicking and like trying to put on like a happy front. Yeah. Yep. It so here's the thing about the after the altar. It which did, I didn't watch, so you guys yeah. will have to give me the tea. Mm-hmm. There really is no tea. It didn't really change my mind about anybody nope. anybody in terms of like what my initial thoughts were, except for SK. And we'll get to SK. Mm. What I did I I know enough about SK simply from Reddit and Instagram right. and TikTok for the last few months that I yeah. my opinion definitely has changed of him. Right. Mm. And they didn't talk about that until like the end of the last episode because I think they didn't want to give him a bad rep because he always came off as such a good guy. Well, but yeah. I, the the timing of when they filmed the after the altar was before all of this came out. Yeah. So it was a year after the wedding ceremonies. So Yikes. in one of the episodes, he reproposes to Raven because like they had been carrying on with their relationship. Like it was still long distance, but they were making it work. And um, he like did this whole big, beautiful thing. He bought her a nice big ring and, and reproposed to her. And then flash forward to four months or so later their relationship ends and it's like her doing a selfie video of like well sk cheated on me so our relationship is over so those three episodes they're still together and they're still following along with their story as if they're still together and all along in the back of my head i'm like oh maybe this will have gotten rectified maybe like it was all a misunderstanding but no it wasn't that's unfortunate because Mm -hmm. Let's dive in. I'm just going to talk about SK. SK came came off as a very um, respectful, Mm -hmm. coming from a very respectful, strong woman family. Seems like he really understood women, really respected women. Um, Was seemed like a very nice guy. Yeah. Seemed to be well put together. Yeah. Genuinely interested in Raven herself. And Raven was a beautiful, gorgeous woman who had you know, what she wanted and I think, you know, who said what she wanted and I believe that this couple had we not discovered later on life that SK did cheat on her that this couple I really thought could even though there were a lot of cultural barriers to their relationship, I believe that both of them had tried to respect them. Yeah. Especially um, Raven in this instance because you know she in Love is Blind they had gotten engaged and um, SK I I truly forget what culture he is. I just, Nigerian so she Nigerian, wanted to yes. incorporate Nigerian yes. culture into the wedding and like she went which is beautiful family. and she did yeah. it she did yeah. the, the beautiful um, like headdress hat yeah. thing. Oh, it was so beautiful. Gorgeous. And like she included his sisters and his mom and all of these things. And it seemed like it was going to be great. And during Love is Blind, SK was like, hey, at the altar, said like, I, I don't, we, we can't do this. He was going to school somewhere. And she was going was to school in California. California. She lives in, she Texas. in da- Yeah. She lives in, I think it was Dallas or Austin, whatever the, the one of the main pe- places in Texas. 
and the long distance was a big thing like you said Rachel um however I thought that I did think distance isn't that big of a deal if you are the type of person that you know can handle that because some people like myself I would never Kevin's gone for four hours I'm like can you come home I'm bored I miss you (laughs) however you you know I did think that maybe if that's the only issue, yeah, make it work. Oh, that's a, some people will make it work. Don't get me wrong. However, if this is just the experiment of love is blind and you hardly know this person still, it's tough. It's, it's tough. tough. And I, I understood his reasoning at the end. He was, you know, he said, I'm just not ready to say I do and get married to you yet. And I thought, you know, even after watching after the altar, it's like, okay, they, they can try and make this work. They obviously care about each other and have put that effort into that relationship. And then it's just, you know, you think, well, again, this is a reality show. You think, you know, somebody mm-hmm. we only know like one tip of the iceberg, but yeah, that yeah, was the only, that was the only thing that like, that was the only tea really from the show is that from after the altar from after the altar is like SK and Raven were still together as they filmed after the altar. But like my opinions about everybody else did not change. Um, with SK, I read that he's from like a polygamist family. Like his father was a polygamist. Mm. Um, but also it was interesting is one of the episodes Raven was like, Oh, like everything's going great with him being long distance. I don't have to worry about him. And it's like, you know, I know that feeling, like when you feel like you don't have to worry about somebody, but like, can you imagine what she's going through and the behaviors that she has punished and how hard it might be for her to be dating now? Because she trusted him and then he was cheating on her the whole time. Yeah. It just reminded me of like the guy that I dated after my divorce. I dated for like a couple months and he was cheating on me the whole time. (gasps) Men. I found out from his friend. (laughs) <laughs> that he had been cheating on me and also like the dabble in the nose candy. Wow. And I did not know that. I'm like, well, that explains why he's blowing his nose a lot. Um, <laughs> but Jesus. you know, you have that trust in someone and it's broken. Like, I just, yeah. I can't imagine what she's going through right now. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It's hard when you, when you, when you face a punishing event like that to recover, what do you have now? Is that a donut? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh my god cute um, it's a jelly donut from dunkin donuts oh my god now i'm really hungry like, now i need to I like go donut this morning because it was a dollar <laughs> i need to like go take a trip to i don't i think the dunkin is too far away that they won't door dash here so i might oh, have no. to like go is to it dunkin so now. bad that i door dash dunkin when it's like two minutes down the street for me it's less than a mile no no because they should be able to get it to you quickly yeah. But then I, it's like, I could have gotten it quicker myself than them and I pay more, but it's like, cause I don't know if it's cold. Convenience. It's cold. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And there's a I, Starbucks literally right across the street in the stop and shop. I still have Starbucks DoorDash. You're helping people get yeah. money on yes. DoorDash. You are okay, contributing. So I'm, I'm helping with the economy. economy. Let me exactly. just see. Now I, now I need to see if Duncan can deliver here on DoorDash. Um, I get my groceries delivered and it's like right around the corner. It's I know. I do man. Instacart. It's so bad. But like. No, like, it's not because we are helping provide people with an income. Okay. But stop and shop. Like actually this is a funny story. It's a stop and shop. Well, I hope it's funny. But like they, they, they like won't let me do pickup orders anymore. Because 
I always do? like order I ordered a pickup once and then like this is so bad it like I have to call them I ordered a pickup once and it, my car didn't go through so they decided to just like ban me from pickup orders <laughs> I'm like I'm like I, okay I can get that's off my rude. shop is literally a minute down the street I can go shopping but I don't like dealing with people no I said to do the pickup and now I can't pick up anymore so I have to call them like that's restart my account rude how rude Ugh. um okay so you mentioned something about so Matt and Colleen let's yeah. let's kind of like dive into these couples here we have Matt and Colleen Colleen the ballerina who Okay, so here's what's interesting. When they're in the pods, obviously you can't you can't see the other person, but the way that she mentions to everyone that she talks to, I'm a ballerina. That is like her way of telling you what her body looks like, you know? Correct. Her way of saying I'm very flexible in the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. And I is like I kind of I was a dancer growing up. Yeah. Oh my god, for sure. I would say I'm a ballerina. I'm flexible. She really is. Like somebody somebody found her in like a cast of like a professional ballet. So like she legit is, which is cool. I just like I I couldn't help but feel kind of bad for the girl cuz she seemed very insecure and then I think yeah. the oh, reason why she's percent. with Matt and has stayed with Matt is a lot because of, of the rejection of Colt. Oh, but I also yeah. think that all right. So do you remember like the first? I think it was like the first couple episodes where Matt like flipped out at her because she was talking to Cole. Yeah, and it's like the way that he reacted was like very reminiscent of like how my ex husband used to react, yeah. and that's where the red flag radar came up. Um, mm -hmm. of like I, he probably isn't. I mean, actually, no, I don't want to say this. I saw a TikTok about this. So it's like you know, it, he's intentionally controlling. Yeah, possibly. Right. You know, even like during the after the altar, he came up to her and was like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, like let her be. She's talking with the girls. Right, right. So I just don't think that's gonna last. And I think that Colleen no. was putting on a show to be like, "Oh, everything's going well." Because guess what? I used to put on a show myself. Yeah, yes. It's a lot about putting on a show when yeah. the doors are closed afterwards. Yeah. It's, I always think of it as um, people that put on their Instagrams or their social media, how happy they are and how much they love this person. Like they do it every day or very, yeah. very, very frequently. Those people are always the people that I'm sus about because I'm like, if you have to always say how happy you are to ensure that others believe it, yeah, you may really not be that excited and i say that as someone from also coming from a relationship previously that was not kosher so it's like you want to put on that front like i'm happy yeah i'm good everything's fine everything's okay mm. i'm wonderful i'm okay i'm wonderful i love him so much and then like as soon as i post that it's like you talking about me <laughs> yeah. Kind of yeah and i, I laugh mean, about it now because if i don't it's gonna be bad yeah and well and here's the thing too like neither of them are shy about saying that we fight a lot and it's like yep or we have yeah. our little disagreements and it's like sure okay. you're gonna have disagreements and like i'm sure relationships are are work but if it's like if it's more work and it is fun, fun yeah and, i mean yeah. like okay my Matt and I hardly like fight 
but like I come from a relationship where we were like there was a fight being picked every single day yep yeah yeah like if they're not even living together but they're married and you're like yeah we have our disagreements and it just happens all the time like see like me and my ex we were fighting because we like we lived together that was a different story like he was just awful but like you're not even living together and you're fighting right it's like you know your peace your peace is disrupted yeah and it's it's not worth it right and And, you know relationships are work like you said rachel relationships are work and it's okay to fight like kevin and i definitely the last four months have been fighting a little bit more than we were beforehand well there's an environmental variable a big environmental variable (laughs) sleep deprivation will kill a relationship and i understand why a lot of parents like after a baby is born like the divorce rate can go up because they're 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 exhausted sometimes kids can be assholes you know there's a bunch of stuff so it's like you know kevin and i have definitely had our tit for tats the last just blame kevin and you'll be fine we just blame kevin well no i do have to take responsibility (laughs) sometimes i say things just to just because i'm like the one thing my husband hates the most and I believe that this makes sense for a lot of people is if you say fuck off or fuck you during an argument. If he's pissing me off so much and I'm so angry, sometimes I don't even think about it. I'm just like, fuck you, Kevin. And I'm pissed off. And then it escalates it more. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's just like, you know, that happened a, a few nights ago because it was two in the morning. Yeah. Carter was screaming and yeah. he wouldn't stop. And I'm like, why won't you just walk him around? He likes to be walked around. And he's like, I'm doing it. I'm like, fuck you, Kevin. He's yeah. like, I'm the worst dad in the world. I'm like, you're just saying that to piss me off right now. <laughs> like, but, but, but at the that, end of the like, day. Right? Like, you know, it, it, it was fine. And, you know, probably when I was six months, seven months pregnant, Kevin was like, you know, we haven't fought in months. Why didn't he like, knock on wood that day? He, he, you know, he probably should have, but we knew it was going to come to me. Yeah. Your behaviors, like you said, like you're in, when your environment changes and like your behavior changes because of the environmental variables, such as like, this is why we always rule out medical, right? Right. This right. is why when, whenever my client's having a really rough day, I always ask the parents, Did they sleep well last night. And when they tell me it. no, I'm like, okay. <laughs> Did they shit today? No? Okay. We're going to have they a bad sick? time. <laughs> today. Did they eat their lunch at school? Did they nap at school? And then I'll tell the behavior text. I'm like, all right, well, he didn't sleep last night. So take it easy. Yeah. Exactly. As someone who suffers, I have really bad insomnia sometimes. And it all stems from my, um, you know, my PTSD that I experienced in my previous relationship. I will, I'll sleep like two hours a night sometimes. And yeah. then I'm miserable. And it I'm wrecks like, your day. It wrecks my day. Even like doing telehealth. I'm like, you know fucking zombie yeah and i'm like well take it easy (laughs) but the the difference between i think matt and colleen and like lauren your situation with kevin is like at the end of the day y'all still love each other this isn't a control thing this isn't him trying to control you or you trying to oh god no it's i would love for kevin to try to control me (laughs) try please (laughs) kevin try to control me (laughs) okay he couldn't um, he's but, like probably gonna be like what the fuck but what it is is like it's that environmental variable putting y'all in that pressure cooker of like this is this sucks for right now we're sleep deprived we're stressed we're new parents it's all these things but for matt and colleen it's like it's just a new relationship that they have a choice yeah. the thing yeah. about relationships and life in general is that you always have a choice you don't have yeah. to be 
with this person. And though sometimes, and Carolyn, I'm sure you understand with me, is that sometimes it doesn't feel like a choice. Yeah. It just feels as though, like, this is what I know. Yeah. This is what I'm used to. This is my life now. So I don't want to make the choice to leave because that's a harder choice than to yeah. just stay. Yeah. And like, that's exactly. And that's why I'm like with Matt and Colleen, right? I'm like, why is she staying with him? Mm-hmm. You know, like, he's not going to neuter his dogs. You know he's I mean? not going to neuter his dogs? Like, that was yeah. one of the episodes about that. And I'm like thinking to myself, you know, sometimes it's like, and I did actually, um, I did a YouTube recording with behavioral stories and we we're talking about like bending too much in a relationship. And it's like, when do you, when does the bending stop? And yeah. like, I don't know in my previous relationship, I bent a lot because I accepted, I accepted that this was my life. This was the man mm-hmm. I was going to be with. And if I wasn't going to be hundred percent happy, no one's hundred percent happy. Right. right. You're just, the, well, no one is. I made the conscious choice to leave and now I'm the happiest I've been in yeah. years. Yeah. And it's all because I made that choice. So yeah. with Matt and Colleen, it's like, there's so many red flags. Yeah. Like with well, him, like putting his arm around her and like, it just seems so. Yeah. Like, there's a difference between like um, Alexa and Brennan when they're, they're like mutually putting their arm around each other. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's the body language. But then with Matt and Colleen, she's kind of like tense up and he's like, yeah. exactly. He's like, kind of like got his arm, like. My ex used right. to do that when he was trying to put on a show, like when my dad flew down to get me to like, you know, remove me back to Connecticut. And this was before I officially left my ex, but I was moving with the intention of I'm going to fucking leave you the whole time. My dad was there arm around me and I'm like, scary. Yeah. yeah Alexa. Right first now. of all, Alexa and Brennan set off my Alexa Oh, every time. Um, but <laughs> Are they still together after the altar? Yeah. I feel like they yeah, were the only together. ones that were going to make it through. Something too. Yeah. Great. They're, they're pretty, you know, they were the enough, only ones cute. I really did believe that wouldn't, would, um, continue yeah. through. And you know, you know why, you know, what made me think of that is because in the reunion of love is blind, when everyone was kind of going at Cole yeah, and yeah. Brennan stuck with what Alexa wanted him to say. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, originals. well, my headphones are on. Oh, perfect. So, you know, when she stuck with what he, what she wanted him to say to kind of continue the narrative of this cheating during the bachelor yeah. party, which I really, truly do not believe, but he no. stuck with her. And it's like, when you're in a relationship, you stick together in public yeah. and you really stay like true, have each other's back in public, whatever yeah. it may be. And I think that was the wrong you, hill to die on, but it was the know. wrong hill to die on. But when, when it's the wrong hill to die on for, for Cole. Of yeah. course. But when it comes to a relationship and you're going to be like in on a team, because yeah. that's what a relationship is. It's a, it's a team. It's a partnership. And that's what we go saw in on that. That's what we saw in after the altar with Alexa and Brennan. Like they truly are just like obsessed with each other. They love each other. They're giving each other sweet be. compliments. They're like playing together. It, it, it was cute. It was, you cute. should live and your I life that for and them. have fun. And okay, but I will say, so Alexa, they go to her her family's house and she's sitting, to, I forgot this part, that her stepmom is like the fucking same age as her. So she's oh, sitting yeah. on the couch talking to her stepmom. What? And I like, they're just like having a conversation, you know, about relationships. I was like, is this her sister? Is this her friend? I forget who this is. And she's like, yeah, mom. And I'm like, oh my God, I forgot. I forgot. And then Cole, like, made a comment. It's like, oh, my God, you look like you're not her mom. I, Cole, Cole showing his age and his ass all of the time. Um, I personally liked Cole. I don't know if that's just Yeah, let's, let's dive into Cole next. Let's but, dive into Cole. But, 
But truly, I think Alexa and Brennan are going to make it. I think they're okay. I know that he had, Brennan had some like domestic disturb, not domestic disturbance. I think he got in a fight at a bar and, but, and he got like arrested not long before they started filming. Mm-hmm. Um, Who hasn't gotten into a fight at a bar? Me. I haven't. Ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> But I think the charges were dropped. Like, I don't think people were like, oh, my God, he got arrested. And I think it was just, you know. Um, Okay, so Cole and Zenob. Cole and Zenob. All right. The most controversial couple, I would say, of this season. Yeah. I think for for my opinions of Zenob didn't change. My opinions of Cole didn't change. He's still just an immature dude. Um, Do I think that he was purposefully malicious no, no. I, I think, think that Zenob has some underlying issues mm-hmm. that needs addressing yeah um I think that a lot of her accusations against Cole were not justly made I think that they're no. based on her own insecurities and not yeah. not on you know what the facts were but I do think that Cole being that he is what 26 he was 26 or 24. He was a young. He was young. He was young. And like being once a 26-year-old myself, I remember how immature I was. Yeah. I mean, come on. During my hot girl summer, I went on dates with guys that were like, I mean, we're all in our 30s, right? I dated some guys. I'm 34. I went on a couple of dates with guys that were 28. Yeah. I, I'm glad that Zenab said in this after the altar that she's seeing a therapist. I think. Oh, thank someone- God. Yeah, yeah, I think for for many of these cast members, reality TV is not the right choice. It is therapy. Um, and I, I don't like how at the reunion, everybody shit on Cole because I don't think no. he was malicious on purpose. No. I, I think he said some dumb shit. And I think, he, but again, like it, if we go back to the cutie scene, he Let's wasn't- Let's talk s- about the cutie scene, guys. Because it was not- I. And here's the thing, everybody's perception is their reality, right? So you hear Correct. something and you're, and you, you hear those words. If you have this insecurity, you're like, oh my God. Or a past history yeah. of those yeah. same words. Mm-hmm. So let, let's talk about this QC. I'll give a, a, a very quick recap without saying like, so, or, um, or right multiple times. Cause that's what I noticed the last few days. <laughs> I, listen, I listened to the podcast. I was like, wow. I say it again. I say like, like when you have said like your ums, uh-huh. my likes are insane. So I'm gonna try. The cutie scene was a was a scene that they talked about during the reunion, in which Cole and Zenab were in their shared apartment that they just gave them like, these apartments to live in during the time in between after the pods before the marriage in these apartments together. Cole had expressed to Zenob that they were going to be going to dinner soon. Yeah, like a really big dinner. Like a really big dinner. And she had said that she was going to have a cuties. Now, for anyone that's wondering what the hell when I'm saying cuties, I was confused too. They are the small orange mandarin? I don't think they're Clementines. 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 They are the small Clementine snacks. My friend used to call them cutties. Give me some of them cutties. That's not not what it is. (laughs) Then, so she said she was going to have one of these, and he was like, oh, before dinner? After, because it was, 
after he just said that they were going to be having this big feast. Yeah. So he said, before dinner. And she took that as, you're fat, why the fuck are you eating this yeah. clementine before dinner, you fat fucking bitch. We're going to have more food. That is how she took it. Right. The way he expressed it was really just like, oh, before dinner? Yeah. Because he wanted her to enjoy her. This is how I perceived it, how it was said. Because he wanted her to enjoy her meal when they were going out to the restaurant. Now, as I said, this scene was shown during the reunion because it was brought up multiple times during Uh the reunion. As, like, the key point of evidence. Of him being, like, a misogynistic asshole, whatever. And it was shown at the very end of the reunion like the reunion taped and this was the last scene it was cole and xanab cuties scenario whatever and cole i believe was i'll be very honest i think cole's a cutie i liked his blue eyes i thought he was a sweetheart he's not my kevin but if kevin ever died for some reason i would go on a date with cole i thought he was a nice guy i truly did he had some issues like we all do, because nobody, not one person, anyone listening to this, anyone in the world is perfect for the person that they're with or for themselves. And that's why we're always growing, always evolving, always learning. And it's very important. But Zedup was so wrong for Cole that she, in my opinion, and I'm a, I'm a girl's girl through and through. I will always root for the woman. I will always be on their side. But the way this girl treated this guy was toxic. She wanted there to be a fight. No matter what, she picked those fights. And I unfortunately believe that it's like a past history of reinforcement where maybe like her previous relationships were like this, where she was on the opposing end. And it might have been like a power struggle. But Cole was not the was not the type for that because he was not. No, and here's the thing: he was genuinely blindsided by all of these things. Yes, he and it goes to show that like you have to be able to openly communicate those needs. Like in that moment, maybe not in that moment, but maybe a little bit later, she could have said like, "Hey, is this what you were?" Meaning is this what you, by is this. this what you meant by this? Because this right, is like, how I, I always, right? Like I took it this way. Yeah, but it might not be. And I say that to Kevin sometimes because, like, when he talks to me a certain way, and I'm like kind of stirring it, I'm like, I don't really know how he meant that. I will ask, like, is this how you meant to say this? Yeah, because this is how I interpreted it. And if it is how you meant to say it, okay, well, you're a fucking dick. If it's yeah. not, that's a me problem. Yeah, and you know, I. I do want think one of the most toxic things in a relationship that I did see in this relationship is, well, they should just know when I'm upset. Yeah. Bitch, this is why... Zenob was in her told- 30s, right? Yeah. She, she was like 30. So I think she was 32. And he was <laughs> younger. Yeah. I thought he was like 20. 20s. Yeah, 26, yeah. I think. It's your difference. Right. So like he is in a different phase in her life than he is but like she had so much healing she had to do on her own like I feel like you know did she come from a toxic relationship did she come from a relationship that needed the healing because you know honestly like I I feel like there's so many tools that she needs to learn 
I was just thinking like, I remember um, when I like in my, my therapist told me that it's okay in relationships to ask for clarification. Yeah. I it should be the most comfortable that. place too. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, you know, I threw in my head, like, what the fuck did he mean? And then I just do. And then you I, just like, have no coping skills. I'm like still yeah. working on it. But, yep. you know, I do think that Zeneb, Zeneb had, is that her name? Zeneb? Zeneb. Yeah. Zeneb, yeah. So, they... You know, she just, I'm glad she's going to the therapy because homegirl's got to work on some skills. Yes. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Just so like everyone like who's there's listening understand wrong. that there's nothing wrong with that. Like we all have skills to, to work on and you know, we have had things happen to us in the past that obviously reinforce how we behave in the future. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if you are engaging in behaviors that may or may not be beneficial to others as long as you take accountability and are ready to be in a space where you can better those behaviors or do something a little bit different. Just so and free my principle, love thyself before you love somebody else. Absolutely. Can I get an amen? Can I get here? an amen? Oh man, where my people at? Where my people at? Kevin did say about RuPaul today that RuPaul has no business wearing glasses that are that big, and I was like, First "The more all, you say that, the bigger the glasses are gonna get." Kevin, yeah, yeah. So, Don't watch your mouth. To do. Um, um, so, Colin Zanab. Yeah, I'm glad she's seeking therapy. I, you know, I think. I think everyone after this experience should. I think anytime that you go on reality television, especially when you're pre and post therapy, right? Like everything about reality television, and I'm a reality TV enthusiast. You, Kevin just said Zanab's tripping. She's going to therapy though, Kevin. He said that's good. She needs it. Um, (laughs) You should get therapy because your whole being, whether or not people understand you or not, or what your intent was, or who you are as a person. You give them a few episodes of your, uh, which are like half hour, hour episodes of your entire life. Yeah. And they are going to judge you mm-hmm. completely. Yep. Every move you make, every word you speak, you're going to be judged. So it's super important, I think, afterwards, no matter what reality TV show you're on, even Project Runway, you know, right. Top Chef, those things. Because people could be like, oh, my God, look at this motherfucker. Look at that schnoz. I say that to people all the time. And I shouldn't. Right. Right. Like, I saw You don't go on, like, online forums. Oh, God. No, 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 no. But, like, you know, last night I was watching. People do. I was watching you people and there was an actress and I was like, look at that schnoz. And I shouldn't have. I should have just kept my mouth shut. But, you know, there's people like me who are honest and authentic. And I'm like, well, that nose is 19 years long. Yeah. Um, but And then there's people that go and talk about that shit online. And, you know. Yes. And that's the behavior that I would never do. Ever. Right. right. But if you're in the comfort of your home, everyone is judgmental. Yeah. Everyone says things about other people. No matter what, you are not perfect. Yeah. Like people talk talk shit about people all the time. It's kind of human nature. Being gossiping is good for the human psyche, I guess, because it has connection and whatever. I re- I, I heard that once. <laughs> We're sitting here talking about these people that have been on a reality show. Exactly. Like I we know. don't know these people. Nope, don't know them personally. Are we on a social media thing right now? Sure. <laughs> But you don't know who we're talking about when I'm talking about the person's nose, so you don't know. Oh my god! <laughs> you know what I mean? So, 
But yeah, my my opinions did not change about Cole and Zenob. I think Cole is immature. I don't think he was malicious on purpose. I'm glad that Zenob is seeking therapy. I think she wanted her bad bitch moment. But I, I think and it was she inappropriate. Got it. Mm, I, it was inappropriate, she, but she, she got, got it. it. She got it in the sense of like, that was bad, bitch. Yeah. It wasn't like, that was that bad, was bitch. It was, that was bad. That was bitch. bad. It it wasn't Deep D sticking yeah. up for herself and saying, no, I'm not. Right. Because there's a difference between sticking up for yourself and sticking and putting someone down. And that's yeah. what I believe Zanup did. She she put him down. She put him she, down. And they had these conversations multiple times and anytime. She oh, uh, okay. So here's here's what happened. Time. Here exactly. She could have said these things in private. She could have said these things, like given him that feedback. Here's what happened. They finally so it was Alexa's birthday. They had like a, a get together. Everybody got together. Is this on after the altar? After the altar. Okay, um, thank you. I will say the makeup artist for the ladies <laughs> did them <laughs> dirty. If you ever Real need dirty. makeup needs in New England, please look at Christina Malcasetian just so everyone knows. Wait, where okay. is she located so I know for the future? She's she she will travel. Okay. She'll travel she'll through in, travel. in in the tri-state is, area. Is Boston? She does Boston, yes. Christina Malcasetian. Boston, so <laughs> I'll send you her information. She's my best friend. I'll send okay. you her. she's fantastic. Just so yeah. everyone knows. Shout yeah, out. Yeah, the the the, the makeup artist on on After the Altar did them dirty. It was like thick stage makeup but like uh nancy at this party just like kind of looked like her face was just filthy i was like this is that's rude y'all that was rude um so they so cole finally approaches zenob and they have a conversation and she was like what did you think i was gonna say at the altar he's like well i thought you were gonna say no based on like how things had led up i didn't know it was gonna go further than that and then she's like, well, but did you hear all the nice things I said? So invalidating the fact that like he was really, truly hurt and blindsided by the rest of the sh shit that she said. He's like, you are a nice guy. You are, you do mean well. And like when you put a but after that statement, everything you say after negates that first part. Yes. And it's just, it, he had no idea that she was going to go and be that mean right he really she was mean no he was he was saying things had he he wasn't given an opportunity to to correct the behavior he was not given feedback about like this when you say these things it's hurtful to me well from what we see that they that you know they put on netflix we didn't see him have an opportunity to get that feedback and to correct the behavior and to change it. Right. She just held on to all of these pieces of evidence from her perception and then dumped it all out on him. And it just, it was, it was sad. And you want to know what this kind of relates back to in some instances for me, excuse me, sorry. I just had to snort my nose and people, sorry for people that had to hear that. <laughs> ASMR. This sometimes can be similar to how parents work with their children when you when they come to us. Mm -hmm. They won't give their kids the opportunity to do better. They won't tell their kids like what they're doing wrong, what they like want to see the difference of, and then they'll dump it on you. Yeah. They will never give their children the opportunity to tell them like, "Hey, 
let's do this. They'll just get mad or whatever, whatever it may be, or do nothing. And then like, well, they do this, 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 that, this, 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 then the other thing. Well, and here's another good example. If we've got BTs or RBTs that are under us and we are not being a responsive supervisor and giving them that feedback and giving them the opportunity to change. Absolutely. We should Mm -hmm. always give people the opportunity to – second chances are important. Yeah. Yeah. Promptly digital skills training. Yep. Yep. We just have to give the opportunity to see if we deliver – Clear, concise feedback, which is very difficult. I will not say that that is an easy task to do, especially when you're coming to your coming about what yourself and what you need in relationships and service delivery, whatever it may be. When you're talking about what you need as a person, it can come off kind of hard. But if you are able to give clear, concise, this is what I need. Yeah. And that person, and you can tell the person like how like you would like for them to implement it even some yeah. sometimes. And that might specific be Specific is terrific. Exactly. And I, feel I like... love that. Specific is terrific. Never heard that before, Rachel. Love that. That's a great love one. That. I feel like with Zenab, like, you know, she didn't have those tools. And like, I understand it. She came from a toxic relationship. As someone who also came from a toxic relationship where all my expressions were shut down immediately with, okay, I'm not listening. You know, like, nope, don't care. Like, I... That's something I'm working on is expressing my wants and needs very specifically. This is what I need. This is what I want. Um, I mean, there's still times that I like don't express what I need. And I know I need to work on that with family, with friends, with my relationship. Like, that's just what it is. But with Zeneb, like, she needs to work on that in therapy because just saying like, this was great, but I love you, but you did this, 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 and this. Well, what are the things that he can do to change? Exactly. Right. Bring a solution. Bring a solution to the table. Yeah. Um, and she, you know, she didn't give him that opportunity. And, you know, you know, it's just, it. I feel bad for Cole. Um, I, I'm trying to think of, like, what other couples were that. There was Nancy and Bartiz. We didn't get a lot of information about them. They kind of, they hung out yeah, a couple of times. Thing. They broke up anyway. Yeah, you know? they broke they, up. They, they weren't tried a good thing. They no. weren't a good match. That he wasn't no. sexually attracted to her, which is very important, especially yeah, to him as that. a person. And that—that's how. That's just what it was. I. Yep. You yeah. really can't fake that. I think yeah. that was really all the couples, though. You know. Yeah. Hmm. I can't remember if there was anybody else. Raven and SK, Matt and Colleen, Cole and Zay, um, Brennan, Alexa and Alexa. Brennan, and then uh, Bartice and Nancy. Yeah, I think and, there was only five yeah. couples, if you, unless you want to throw in Nick Lachey and but can, what's her name. Uh, can I just say, though, I love that this season represented women of all sizes yeah. and shapes mm-hmm. and colors because yeah. as someone who used to be stick skinny and now I'm embracing my newfound curves, it was just Welcome nice. Welcome to your 30s. See, yes, I. it was nice to see Nancy it was nice yeah. season up look like me. Yeah. And it made, it little pissed me off when Burnett was like, well, I'm not sexually attracted to you, Nancy, but you know what? If you're not sexually attracted to my booty, goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Right. And like, that's just what it is, you know? Yeah, but he it, was it, younger it, too. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Was in 20s. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and if that also is a not that- a lesson to learn, women in your 30s, don't go for men in their 20s. Oh, come I on, learned. man. I went on a date with a guy who was 28. He went to the Hartford Yard Goats game, and he was like, I'm 34. He's 28. 
Oh no. Well, I was 33 at the time. I was born at the turn 34. Still, oh no. <laughs> I still, oh no. But like, he was a gamer. That was his thing. He was a gamer. Which is fine. Which is we fine. Yikes. But he had like a YouTube, like a Twitch channel with like 200 followers. And he was like, wow, 200. Yikes. I was like, oh my God. But he was like, yo, can you like buy the Hartford Yargos tickets for me? Because like, I'm working. And he was a postman. <gasps> So I was like, okay, like I get, you can't be on your phone while you're at work, except you're texting me now. It doesn't make sense. He's like, can you buy the tickets? So I buy the tickets and then he was like, I'll pay you back. And bitch never paid me back. Never. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. Where's my money? I should have been. If, if (gasps) you should (laughs) have, if a person is in the beginning of a relationship, a beginning of a date is like, Hey, Hey, can, can you do this? I forgot my wallet or I can't do this or I'm busy. It's like, you're never going to get paid back. I would never. If they ask you out, that's who is responsible. And listen, I'm all about like sharing that financial responsibility, right? Absolutely. Like, I, I don't have a problem. It's, oh, I've asked you out. Oh, look, I forgot my wallet. Like that's right. A- it's it. That's not sharing responsibility either. That's the responsibility. Sorry. Responsibility solely falling on your lap. And that's not, you know, as someone that went on dates solely for food and to be fed, <laughs> um, that was that was the case for a while. Listen, you, MOs, man. Girls got to do what a girl's got to do. I was hungry. My mom doesn't cook. Um, <laughs> my mom doesn't cook. I was living with my mom, of course. <laughs> living with my mom. I just want to get fed. You know, Mom's not feeding me. I mean, my right? parents are vegan, and I was living with them for two months, and I was hungry. <laughs> I believe it. Like, my yeah. mom made this um, – have you guys heard of seitan? It sounds like Satan, But it's, like, this no, vital no. meat that you, like, she mixed with, like, some other ingredients, and it makes – like, you can make it, like, steak. You can make it chicken. I had it for, like – I remember my mom fed it to me four days in a row, and I'm, like, I'm going to eat because, like, I just got – I'm going through my divorce. I'm living with them for two months. I'm not going to – I'm going to be choosy here. I'm not even kidding you. I had diarrhea for a week. Oh, no. Because I was eating all this vital wheat food. Yikes. And no, I was thank like, you. I'm like, I can't. I'm so hungry. So when no, I No, thank you. Protein. <laughs> I need a fucking burger, mom. I Come on. Right. And that's not to say people that are vegan shouldn't be continue to be vegan. But the right. food that you eat like that is gross. You're not gonna con- you're not gonna convince me that Beyond Meat tastes like a real burger. All right, I've tried it. I've tried that consistency. It's not the time. I love myself a cow. I think they're the cutest. I want to hug them. I feel bad I, every time. I'm like, man, Wait, I, feel I gotta so send bad. y'all to talk. But send- damn it, you ain't gonna convince me. Your tofu nuggets, they're not the same. Back of the line. I do like Gardein nuggets. I do what like is that? Nuggets. Those, those, what? They're like Gardein? Gardein is like the fake chicken. But like, but then my niece me. came over the other day and I got like the Purdue like dino nuggets, like the mm-hmm. high black ones. I'm like, Ooh, these are so much better than like the vegan nuggets. Well, nuggets anything dinosaur shaped is better. <gasps> you guys, I have dinosaurs way. on my glasses. Amazing. Oh my god! It's She's a so dinosaur. Funny. I like day. get her her Dino Nuggets, and I get her like the Velveeta mac and cheese. 
And that's all she wants. And she's like, you're going to eat it with me too, Auntie. I'm like, hell yeah. I'm going to eat yeah. that mac and cheese with you. Oh my God. We yeah. Chocolate milk. We'll split it together. I'm going to go. Now I want after. mac and cheese. <laughs> hey, mac and wait, what did you just say? I said, now I want mac and cheese. I thought you said, I don't like mac and cheese. Oh, and no. I was going to I would be... never say that. I would never say that. Those words would never come out of my mouth. I make the best homemade mac and cheese that's not vegan. But it's like the New England, like, Lauren, you're from New England. You know. Yes. The New England baked mac and cheese. You know what I'm talking about? That's what we have. That's what when we make mac and cheese. Habit cheese. Oh, every time. You have to. Habit cheese. Mm, There's this um, cafe near (laughs) where my boyfriend, Matt, lives right down the street called Beans & Co. And they hire only individuals with disabilities they have one of those out here in colorado from yeah. it's, it's amazing like the best chicken caesar wrap i've ever had in my entire life mm. i love a good chicken and i'm caesar like wrap. i'm gonna give you the extra tip because i'm supporting your cause and i think it's yep. wonderful that you're giving um individuals with exceptional needs like the opportunity to have a real job and not mm. just like you not know just some bullshit not yeah. some bullshit right. working and like giving them the opportunity yeah. and they're like mm. the sweetest people there I love, I love that. that. I love that. And it's that. so cute. I go with my boyfriend and they recognize him from TV. So they're like, oh, that's so great. What's the name of the place? You said it's called Beans and Co. Beans and Co. It's in um, mm. Avon, Connecticut or Simsbury. I have there's to- a there's so a people in that- the Connecticut area, please go and support this place. In, in the Colorado, Denver area, it's a uh, brewability. Brewability. Please, yeah. Please support. Oh, these there was places. one in. There's one that just opened in Auburn. Oh, amazing. Um, Betty and something. And I don't remember the name of it. And I think they're coming to Birmingham too. Um, oh, that's great. We'll, yeah. we'll get this the is, name and we'll, we'll shout that yeah. out, please. Because we, you know, it's great that there are places. Because it's it's very sad that there just simply somebody. aren't enough places that do support or do even hire people with di- with disabilities. So my grad so. school um, term paper, like my capstone project was to create, because I went to grad school for the, at Nova, Southeastern University, and I my program was development with disabilities. So it was like a human service program. And we had to create our own um, like program and like put together like a business plan of stuff. So my program was a um, ice cream shop for, teens and young adults with disabilities to provide them opportunities, but also doing like job coaching and stuff like that. But just a shameless promotion. So um, never my shameless. Company, my company in Florida, I started a, um, it's called Ready. It's a job and educational readiness program. It's a 10 week course where we work with kids one-to-one and we teach them job skills. Um, it's covered by insurance and we can do a telehealth. Um, it was supposed to be groups, but then the pandemic happened. So now I just right. do it one-to-one. But we also, like, in Florida, we have teens that we work with, like, volunteer organizations. Like, we had a local animal shelter, like the YMCA, that we give them jobs and we coach them to prepare them for the workplace. That's incredible. Yeah. Biddy and Bo's coffee. We're bringing that to Connecticut. Cause now oh, that I love it. And That's I just so great. And I'm like, hey. <laughs> Biddy and Bo's Coffee in Auburn, and I think they are um, opening a they're opening a shop in Birmingham. So awesome! It's really cool, really really cool. Great. All right, Miss Carolyn, yes. thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you guys for today. having me. Absolutely, nice today was a great hours. conversation. Yeah, multiple soon. conversations. Um, 
a great two hours out of your Saturday. Um, yes, I have to drive home now. <laughs> I'm like, I listen- love spending time with my boyfriend. I love that he lives here and I work here, but the drive is so damn boring. Yeah, well, you can it's listen to last week's me. episode. Right, you can listen to our podcast on your car. I will home. listen to the podcast on my way home. You Completely. Guys know, like, I have really bad driving anxiety, but I'm so proud of myself because like, it's an hour from his place to my place taking route two in connecticut which anyone who's in connecticut knows is the most boring fucking road ever i don't know route two but i do know boring drives yes so i found a different way home it adds like 15 minutes but it's all back roads and it's more scenic and beautiful because you see like the pretty houses yeah perfect anxiety has reduced because all the antecedent strategies yeah there you (laughs) go last week's episode is an hour and 45 minutes so if you find like another 30 minute detour You'll be good to go. I'll just listen. Sometimes I come <laughs> home and just lay on my couch and just sit in silence. So like I'll listen to the podcast. Just finish out the podcast. It's yeah, about some parent testing and it's a great TV show. Oh, if you my aren't mom watching. watches that. I will have yeah. to watch it. My mom you will watch. have to watch it. It's yeah. really great. It's really yeah. educational. And I think especially like we said last week on the podcast for BCBAs, it's really mm-hmm. eye opening when we're talking about parents. Yeah. Or you know what I can do is I can send you our special code, Carolyn, and you can get access to our bonus episode from last month in which we talk about yet another reality show. So I think I'm going to do Disgusting. that. Disgusting. Um, okay. But if so- you would also like a special code, people listening. Please Come. sign up for our Supercast. Oh, yes. Come join us over on Supercast um, for more unhinged bullshittery um, than you'll get in these episodes. Even though last week's episode was nice and long. Um, you can find like us on Instagram. <laughs> like a good neighbor. Stay um. over there. <laughs> what? Like a good neighbor, stay over there. I fucking love that. Um, <laughs> find us at Supercast. You can find that link in our bio on Instagram at Behavior and BS. You can find me at the Calabama underscore BX analyst. And you can find me at the Pop Culture Analyst. Um, Carolyn, plug your stuff because you've got. A lot more than we have. Okay, so you can find me at Behavior Shorty. Um, so you'll if you love ABA and dating, that's where to go to. I love ABA. I hate dating. It sucks, but content is fire. Fun because when I had my hot girl summer, it inspired me to post about the bullshit that I would see on the dating apps, and there you go. Yeah, <laughs> which like not for nothing, I was entertained by, and now I'm like, oh, there's no more. Like you found your bow. So yeah, I told my friend Kristen, who's like, you know, still on hinge. I'm like, can you please like give me your story? She's like, no, <laughs> come on. I'm just going to have to settle for the screenshots I, Rachel actually, sends me. I told Matt, I said, I should download hinge just for research. And he was like, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you will not. <laughs> I'm going to tell Kevin that he's going to be like, the fuck you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, y'all, if you ever want screenshots, just hit me up because yes, I got you know, I always do. I Um, love your stories. I need some content. Gotcha. Gotcha covered. (laughs) Gotcha covered. Okay. I just sent you a link so you can sign up for um, a month free because we love free having our, we love free things, but we also love having guests to come and share their experiences, share their stories, share their souls with us. Um, 
So if you ever want to be a guest, you can go to the link in our website. And on our website, you just have to go to click Be Our Guest. Yeah. Um, shout outs to our current subscribers. We've got Troy at Behavioral Stories. We've got Leanne Page at Parenting with ABA. Naomi Story, the cheeky behaviorist. Meg Solomon from Across Environments, ABA Across Environments. And Rosie Jeffers from Rosie Eats Behavior. Um, and shortly, Carolyn, the behavior shorty. Um, she's going to give us... Once she listens to our bonus episode from last week, she's going to- I know. I still, you know why? I have to subscribe to you guys because I'm never on podcasts. <laughs> podcasts are where it's at. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. Unless you're sending 20 minute long voice memos, which also sometimes happens. Whoops. Um, like podcasts. <laughs> I just want everyone to know that apparently there's a bomb threat at the Manchester, New Hampshire airport. So please be safe, people. Oh. Wait, what? Okay. Manchester, right. out of all places. Yeah, my my friend is flying into there right now too. So that's fun. Oh shit! Be safe, Yikes. Kira. My burping friend, my best friend, Kira. Ooh, yeah, please be safe. Okay, all right. Jesus Christ, that's how we're gonna end this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great rest of your day. Lovely Happy ladies. Valentine's Day, everyone. Happy Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Valentine's um, Day. However you celebrate. Just, just so everyone knows, Rachel, we should probably say, like, we may or may not be on next week. We may. We yeah. may not. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going home next week to New England uh, mm -hmm. for a few days, and Rachel is going to be I'm doing in, some training stuff yes. in Atlanta and um, – Another area of Georgia across the next couple of weeks. It's going to be right. a busy couple of weeks. Right. If so you are... if you don't get your episodes. I'm sorry. Um, you know, distance makes the heart grow fonder. It does. You can subscribe to our Supercast if you really are missing our content. And then yeah. you can get that extra content. However, we are just not going to be on the next couple of weeks. or Perhaps. Weeks, perhaps. perhaps. We're going to try our best, you know. But yeah. if you don't hear from us. It's because we're busy and really sleepy girls. Um, we're busy and sleepy. <laughs> there will be that's a bonus episode. There will be uh, a video episode. We will make sure that that happens. Wait, but I just have to ask, is busy and sleepy the opposite of medicated and dedicated? Honestly, maybe. It I might be. So. Yeah. I think so. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, we're either medicated and dedicated or we're busy and really fucking tired. I'm going to go back and nap a couple times today. Okay. All right, y'all. We really prolonged that, that outro, but that's great. Have a great one, everyone. Um, as always, we will see you some Tuesday. But <laughs> yeah. super as always, don't be a dick and have don't. a wonderful day. Yeah, don't be a dick. Bye, y'all. Bye.